Hey ho, Tudor minded people. I'm Gage. I'm Jessica. We're Tudor Time Machine, and this is episode seven of our podcast. Every episode, Jesse will read from Time's Riddle, a story project we're working on. We've had such a good time researching it and bringing it to you. Thanks to all our members. And if you're listening to this, you're like us, and you love thinking about how history connects to the present day. So stick around after the reading because we'll be diving into some of the history. At this point in our story, Constance and Philomena have come across an unsigned letter that speaks of a relic. Constance is determined she must try to find it. But in this next reading, we're going back in time over 20 years to 1543, and we'll meet two fine gentlemen. Take it away, Jesse. Chapter 7, 1543, The Arundel Inn, in which a soldier and a poet share verse and mayhem. He loved to drink. It made his limbs heavy, powerful. He was Zeus, tramping down the hall of the Arundel Inn. Lifting a great fist, he pounded on the door. It swung open. His friend, Henry Howard, Earl of Surrey, was being laced up by a half-dressed maid who, embarrassed, retreated behind a screen at the back of the room. The Earl spouted, The Assyrian king, a Wyatt with foul breath and ire. Wyatt said, Oh, you're such a hellish word vomiter when you're drunk, Surrey. I'm bringing you this box, see it. Wyatt struck it out to the Earl, who began again. A lion saw I late as white as any snow. Wyatt jerked the box back and started to run around the room. Stop your versifying, Surrey. Get your box. Get your jolly box. Surrey lunged for Wyatt, who fell heavily to the floor. The box opened, throwing out a small key and a bundle of papers. Wyatt took up the key, but pressed the papers into his friend Surrey's hands. Surrey said, Ah, there are poems here, you knave. You want my wisdom on your words. You write a battle not of love, I'm sure. I did not write them, Wyatt said. Oh, inquired Surrey. No. Who? My father, Wyatt said. Oh, you care not for your father as you should, Surrey frowned. He left you much, Wyatt said. Too much debt, but a mistress worth taking. Note that, Surrey. My wordplay, a mistress worth taking? Well, look, here's the end on it. I want you to take this box and do what you men who care for poetry do these things. Do that, Wyatt begged. I'm not in a reading mood. Surrey yawned. No, you're too drunk, coxcomb, Wyatt said. Surrey got up, sliding his arm around the maid who had emerged from her screen. Hang it, Wyatt exclaimed. Surrey, come for an adventure in the city. No, look at this face, Surrey insisted. Alice has such a face. The wife of Bath was not so tempting. I shall stay here. No, hell's bells, Surrey, get your crossbow. Mischief awaits, Wyatt said. Surrey planted a kiss on each of Alice's eyelids. Another bang came at the door, and half a dozen sloppy men clattered into the room. Come! You take so long, I'll have to piss again. Now let us go before sobriety strikes. Wyatt thrust a crossbow at Surrey and tramped out the door. With another kiss on Alice's lips, the Earl followed. The young men in this are a little less careful than our ladies. Yeah, there's a lot of drinking and troublemaking. <laughs> this episode takes place while Henry VIII is king. And of course, his time as ruler has profound reverberations in Elizabeth's time. So let's start with um, Sir Henry Howard. So he was the son of the then Duke of Norfolk, and he was also the cousin of Queen Anne Boleyn. And actually, he was at Anne Boleyn's trial for treason. 
And Henry Howard is a relative of Mary Howard, who's Constance's friend in our story. She's another Catholic maid of honor. Right, and that you know the Howards are still a powerful family in England in the present day. 500 years later, they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> and Henry Howard has gone down in history as being vain and snobby, so that's not so nice. But he's also known for being a wonderful poet and a disciple of Sir Thomas Wyatt, who's the father of the Wyatt we meet here. Right, so Wyatt Sr. and Henry Howard were both poets, really important poets, and they knew each other at court despite the difference in their age. But Henry Howard and young Wyatt were carousing buddies. Wyatt is the younger is a soldier only and not a poet. Right, and Henry Howard was also a soldier. But both Henry Howard and Wyatt the Younger really did stay at the Arundel Inn, and they did drink and carouse there. And Alice, who we'll meet again soon in the following chapters, was a servant at the Arundel Inn. She worked for Mistress Millicent Arundel, and her full name was Alice Wanner. Yes, and they're having a grand old time in there <laughs> at the Behind end. the screen. Yes. Yeah. And in this chapter, we wanted to introduce the idea of poetry being similar to current ideas of popular music. Because people didn't think poetry was something esoteric or hard. It was something fun and expressive. Right. It wasn't something to study. It was more like the songwriting of the time. And everyone at court would have known the popular poetry that was making the rounds. Courtiers wrote poems to impress each other. And there were also women who wrote poetry. Right. And Henry Howard is speaking the poetry he wrote in this episode. So writing someone a poem was a form of flattery and also often a way of flirting. And honoring someone who died. Right. So Henry Howard wrote a poem on the death of Sir Thomas Wyatt the Elder. And that poem is where the phrase, he or she broke the mold, originated from. And I was really surprised by that because I always just assumed that image came from Shakespeare. Me too. I mean, I think we place so much emphasis on Shakespeare. It's easy to overlook the popular English poets who came before him. But it is Sir Thomas Wyatt the Elder and not Shakespeare who was considered the father of the sonnet in English. You know, poetry is going to be such an important part of Time's Riddle going forward. We'll have to talk about its significance in Tudor popular culture again. So this is just a little introduction. More to come. So Henry Howard and Sir Thomas Wyatt the Younger both ended by being executed, yeah. which is mm. terrible. Uh, Henry Howard was executed by Henry VIII for treason. And basically, Henry VIII was nervous about Henry Howard because Howard was a Plantagenet, and the Plantagenet had been kings of England. And Henry VIII feared the Plantagenet claim to the throne. Yeah, and you know, Henry Howard was kind of foolish because he really flaunted his family roots. And Henry VIII, I mean, particularly at the end of his reign, was so paranoid and suspicious. It, it just wasn't a wise thing to do. Henry Howard was the last person to be executed by Henry Tudor. Howard lost his head on January 19, 1547, only a few days before Henry VIII died. Right, and Henry Howard's father, the Duke of Norfolk, was also arrested for treason. But Henry VIII died before his execution date, and so he outlived his son, Henry Howard. It was just terrible luck. But Sir Thomas Wyatt the Younger was also executed for leading a failed rebellion against the Catholic Queen Mary Tudor in 1554. But more about that uh, later. 
you know, I just have to say one thing before we end. It's so confusing to have Sir Thomas Wyatt the Elder and Sir Thomas Wyatt the Younger both being characters, but because we're basing a lot of the story on real events and real people, we can't avoid ending up with people having the same name. I know, Mary and Anne, Margaret. Thomas, Henry, William. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. (laughs) It's true, the Tudors seem to only have about 10 names for hundreds of thousands of people. All right, that's all for now. But as always, we have more info over on our Facebook page. And if you'd like to subscribe, which we hope you will, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. So remember to listen next time for more Times Real and more Tudor-minded talk.